Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovation Deciphered. I'm your host, Tip Top Tim Fitch, and today I'm being joined by David Madison, uh, who works for a company called Abintra, a really, really interesting technology and consulting business. So sit back and enjoy. Well, hi, David, and uh, welcome, everybody, hi, Tim. to the latest episode of Innovation Deciphered. My guest today is David Madison, uh, who's had a very interesting career, but we're obviously going to talk mostly about what he's doing now for a company called Abintra Consulting, mm -hmm. which is a very interesting mixture of consulting and hardware technology. So, David, let's get going. Yep. Very glad you could join us. Great to be here. Now, doing my extensive research before we, before you arrive today, uh, I see you've had an interesting career because you're now in this technology space in terms of property and yeah. how people use buildings. That wasn't how you started, was it? No, no, no. My my whole career up until well, the last six years was really steeped in aviation in the world of threads of aviation being I worked for an airline and then I was in distribution for airlines and I ended up in the arena of uh, telematics particularly for airport ground support equipment and you'd say well where, where are the synergies between that and what I'm doing now well actually it was it was my brother-in-law's brother-in-law so there was a tenuous family link and I got a I got a call we kind of meet at Christmas and stuff like that but I got a call from him and he said this, this is a bit left field but I think this is right up your street and he went on to describe uh, the guys that are helping Aon he worked for Aon Steve Stedman and um, he described the the Abintra team as being fabulous, almost best thing since sliced bread. Um, and that there was an opportunity for, if you like, their solutions to be taken to another level. Um, and he just said, why don't you go and have a, a, a meet, meet with Tony and see what you think. So that's what I did. And I was smitten by, um, by Tony, by his approach, actually. I'd kind of been through you know, big companies and the way they work and, and you know, cliches aside, I love the ethics and the, you know, the ethos of Tony and what they do. And there was definitely a link because it was looking at, rather than an engine uh, and the use of an engine on airport ground support equipment, uh, the utilisation of that equipment and its efficiencies, this was kind of taking it to, if you like, a similar um, a similar space but in the world of of the workplace it was looking at workplace utilization and that that's kind of it in a nutshell and um, and it, it, the rest is kind of history so I've been with the binge for the last six years and, and I love the space we're in pardon the pun good pun though <laughs> no, you don't have to apologize for good puns so let's just unpack that a little bit more about a binge so mm -hmm. a binge is this it's a, and I've said it's a consultancy business, but you've also got yeah. some hardware as well. 
Yeah, Abintra. Um, in fact, one of the first questions I Abintra. You know, who, how does that name come around? It actually is Latin from for, uh, from within. Um, so that's what the name Abintra. And if you like the um, the beginnings of Abintra, quite simply, was three guys that had come together that were working in this arena that came to the conclusion there's got to be a better way than this was you know, 20 years ago but the only way of measuring utilization and efficient use of space was through um, what what is still deemed a walkthrough which is like a, you know somebody going around with a clipboard an iPad now uh, literally walking through an office um, and looking at what spaces were being used and that's better than nothing. Um, the only issues with that really was that the data was only the snapshot at that time of the day. So if it was 10 in the morning, it was what was happening at 10 in the morning and then at two in the afternoon. And that might be held over two or three weeks or whatever. And then you'd get a report as to, you know, what your utilization of space was gonna be. Well, it's gotta be a better way than that. And, and I guess that's where the technology element came in so Abintra were the first company if you like to develop technology based solutions to measure um, the utilization of space. I guess this is what is it a camera or something? No it, it, it uh, well nowadays the world and his wife is kind of getting involved in sensor technology we have um, under desk sensor based solutions and when I say under a desk, if we look at this table here, you might have eight, ten spaces. Um, we would um, install a sensor under each position. So if it was a, this is this is a meeting room, but we would measure each space. Now, I guess the fundamental thing, and it's the first one of the first thing that crops up, is about uh, people, um, Big Brother. We we don't and never have done, we don't measure people um, and where's Barry, uh, you know, uh, in the office. We, the sensor positioned, and this is critical as well, positioned in the right place, it's hidden so it's not visible um, and it detects heat and movement um, and it works wirelessly so uh, if you like uh, it works on two AA batteries and, and they would typically last about five years so the sensor only detects heat and movement and it reports is there somebody at that space and that if you like that process is kind of is capturing data uh, every eight seconds or something like that so it's so it's capturing data all the time um, the sensor itself um, will send data through a data um, through a router which sits on site tending to be in, in the office environment and then the routers um, will then send that data to a data logger that also sits on site. So that's the kind of simplicity of, if, if you like of, of the process um, and we tend to I think one of the great things about what we do, because 
obviously now pre-COVID and post-COVID, you know, the world is a little is is very different. I'll say a little bit different. It's very different. Um, we've been doing what we do, which is focusing on utilization and data and reporting of utilization for the last 20 years. And the office, since its invention back in the 1700s, has always evolved. It's always been evolving. It always will evolve. So none of this is kind of new to us. Um, it's about you know, actually what spaces are being used, how are you using your space? And rather than that, if I was to ask somebody, uh, do you know what the utilization of your your workplace is? You kind of get a gut feel um, or a reckon uh, response. So I reckon it's about uh, 60%, 70%, whatever it might be. Um, the realities of always um, delivered a different picture. The realities of it is that you might think it's 70%, um, but that's based on anecdotal or your own gut feel. The realities are it's always less than 50%. Always? Yeah, yeah. In our experience. Yes. Um, now, obviously, there are certain sizes of companies that it's going to be more applicable or more appropriate for. If you if you're a 10-man business, then the chances are you know where your colleagues are at one given time. And so, but the, the larger it becomes, the larger your workforce is, the harder it is to manage. And it um, there's all these little nuances that's sort of like, you know, and particularly now where the working week has kind of developed to what it is at the moment. So it might be two or three days a week. So you're trying to manage the whole process of, you know, not who's in the office, you know, but are you getting the most out of your space? Because let's face it, real estate is very expensive and it's always there. So it's about finding out if that's providing value to you as a business and the people that make that business up. And that's the people part which is the kind of key thing. So although we don't measure people, it is about um, when push comes to shove at the end of the day and all those cliches, it's, a, it's about delivering the right environment for your people. So I'm guessing all of these sensors, you find out which meeting rooms are being used, which desks are most popular, yeah. as yeah. well as how often they're used. Yeah, Tim, that's that's pretty much it, really. It is measuring all space, and that's kind of the fundamental. It's a bit like going back to the world of telematics. You could measure one type of equipment, but that wouldn't give you the overall picture of your utilisation. It's the same with space. It's to say, well, actually, yeah, we know this meeting room is only used X percentage of time, and we've got to have a boardroom, this, that, and the other, but it's saying, what about the rest of your space? So if you can measure the whole thing, then you get a picture of how well used your occupancy is. And we're not saying you have to have everyone back in the office or work from home or whatever. That's up to individual businesses to decide. But it's about actually um, measuring the efficient use of space. Have you got enough space? Have you got too much space? And you know, that's what we, you know, it's, it's about, I suppose at the end of the day when we deliver the reporting 
because we'll either do it as a survey, so we can do a survey based um, uh, project which might be for one month. So we'd come in, literally come in, and we would do the installation of sensors and inclusive of everything, you get all the reporting um, through the portal, uh, or you can have it then full time. And in fact, a lot of our clients have, um, if you like, extended, they've had the survey, the toe in the water, and, and the benefits, which are very wide ranging, um, have been that strong that they said, well, actually, we'd like this on a permanent basis so that we can measure our ongoing and um, so that we can keep this kind of live and, and running. And so, you know, it's about, I suppose, delivering those kind of key benefits across the board um, that enables businesses or enables a business to look at options. So I'm not saying this is what you have to do, is to say these are the facts around how your space is being used. And a lot of the time that's a that's a sharp intake of breath. Wow, I didn't realise it was like that. Um, so what it does is it, it gives options. We don't do fit-outs or anything like that. So it's just the provision of, of data in a meaningful way that um, delivers the facts, if you like. Wow, is it, you know, well, what could we do? You know, it's like, well, maybe you don't need to, to you know, as many floors as you need. Here's a great example of one of our clients that when asked this, you know, what's the return on investment? And quote unquote, the response was, well, you're talking telephone numbers because we didn't have to exercise options on two floors that we took out in, well, it was the cheese grater. Um, so we, that would have been very expensive had that commitment gone ahead where in fact the data is telling them they don't need to exercise that, so they don't need those two floors. Um, hence, you're talking telephone numbers as savings. So um, it's the provision of data, the meaningful, um, if you like, the reporting that surrounds that. Because data in itself is one thing, but it's what that means uh, is another. I've got, I've got a few follow-ups to all of that. It's all very, yeah. very interesting. I'm guessing that the the time of year that you do the survey is important. So do you do it over an extended period? Because we did it in our office in August. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, whatever the utilisation is, which would be low. Would yeah. be even lower. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, that, that, that does have a bearing, of course, and which is why, you know, we would say, and we are asked, you know, frequently, to say, well, could you do us a week? You know, and you'd say, well, a week isn't going to be long enough and ideally you know, a month really isn't long enough but a month would give you that well actually people are coming back from holidays or there's going to be sickness and you know there's if there's tube strikes and train strikes and all of those things that are around today then um, you know the timing is is important but it's not critical you're running a business um, you know throughout the whole year so allowing for holidays you know you would say well actually if you're looking at august you could still do it in august because your whole business doesn't close down unless that's the case in which you'd say well let's make it september so we're you know it's about being flexible it's really all about understanding what a client is looking to achieve and not square peg into round hole it's about delivering a solution that's appropriate uh, and will work, and that includes at the right time.
So you've got your sensors, all the data goes up. You said that the reporting is critical. Is there yeah. some process? What's the process that the data goes through to get put into a report? Um, well, as I, as I kind of mentioned earlier to me, it's the data is kind of is uploaded into a portal. So it goes through the sensor, through the router, onto the data logger, then onto the portal. So you actually get a whole series of reports that will give you detailed analysis and data on exactly, and you can filter it down. So you can actually, look, I just want to look at this room or those rooms, or just let's have a look at the meeting rooms, or we're looking at the collaboration spaces. So you can filter it and see what spaces are being used and how they're being used, you know, during the day or what day, um, you know, so that you then actually get a really clear picture at the end of a period of time, a month, six weeks, whatever it might be, that says, wow, you know, there's a pattern here. Um, you know, these are, this, this area is not being used, even though people say they love it um, and they use it all the time. And that's, you know, the reality is that, you know, and I'm guilty of the next man by saying, well, if I look at space that I have in my shed um, and what I might store in my shed and my wife says to me, well, when's the last time you looked at this? So I'm a kind of natural hoarder. And the realities are, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, I use it all the time. Well, you know, in reality, I don't. Um, this just provides the facts that say, actually, that space isn't being used. Um, and it, it gives some some alternatives. Not to say, actually, and this is going back to the big brother, it's not measuring people. So it's not about, oh, we don't need as many people in our office um, or in our employ. It's about, actually... Yeah, it's about your business, it's about the people, but it's, a, it's creating that environment that's appealing, that actually want, you know, makes people want to come into a good environment, you know, and that helps, of course, in, you know, if you're motivated, you know, you enjoy being in the office, it's got a great team spirit, etc., etc., then that's good for productivity, it's just a natural thing, really. So, you know, they're all. And they're all kind of uh, aligned, if you like. So it is all about people. And your hardware sensors, they're just measuring the fact that there's somebody there. Yeah. Is, is there anything that's measuring the air atmosphere, content of the atmosphere? Yeah, so, I mean, that's a good question. Um, we, uh, If you like, our core business was um, and remains really around utilisation of space and, and the workplace tending to be in the corporate environment, but that, you know, if you looked at our clients, they're very wide ranging, pretty much in every sector. Now, about 10 years ago, uh, and this was, you know, and I, when I joined, I thought, God, this would be, surely this is gonna be in demand, but I was very surprised at the lack of interest in measuring environmental conditions. You know, there was, it was like, well, you know, is this, you know, and I'm talking about light, noise, temperature, and perhaps importantly with COVID, CO2 levels within the office. You know, is it a healthy environment to be in? So we, we also measure separately, that's a separate sensor, but 
um, and you and you don't need the volume, so it's not one per per under each decibel anything like that. But um, yeah, we measure those those areas as well, which you know have great impact into the overall you know the the well being of the office environment. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's relatively new. I'm guessing you can overlay those two things and say yeah. these, these poorly lit desks are yeah. less popular, yeah. more popular, whichever it is. Yeah, because you can look at actually how, you know, if you had this um, full of people, this meeting room we're in now, um, there would be an optimum. You'd say, well, actually, there might be 12 people in here. You know, what's the, what's the, uh, the environment going to be like after 30 minutes? Actually, the CO2 levels are going to be sky high or not so we'll open the doors and then hey ho uh, the noise is creeping out as well and so there's noise going both ways so um or you could turn the you know the ventilation um you can adjust the ventilation so uh it is quite interesting how in a very hot office environment and this is an interesting one that um staff didn't necessarily complain that oh you know it was feeling uncomfortable and hot um, earlier. It's just they don't come in the next day. Interesting. Yeah, it is. You know, well, no, it was. You know, that was a hot environment. Da -da -da -da. That uh, that makes me think because in our office there's always a battle between you get the the air con air air temperature higher. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a large contingent who were born in London, and are used to a very <laughs> hot climate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, twenty-one degrees is too cold for them. Yeah. Well, I, I prescribe the light knit. <laughs> I, I, the the marvelous thing. I mean, God, we're all humans. We're people. We're all different, and that. That's the kind of critical piece. You can't say, oh, we're creating this environment because everyone loves to party. Because, yeah. no, you know, that might not be you know, everyone's cup of tea. So it, it's balancing that whole thing. Yeah. And, every, you know, some people might like it really hot, some people might like it really cold. I often sit on the sofa and my wife's uh, freezing and I'm boiling all the other way around. You know, we are all different. And... Um, and so don't put everyone in the same box. It's kind of what... So this has been really fascinating, hearing about the history and the here and now. Have you got any... Don't tell if they're secret, but what is, what's next in the pipeline in terms of development? Um, I think, you know, the, you know, if you're looking at, you know, the connected building, AI, and all of those things, there's, there's so much around... In, in, if you like, the industry, the sector, it's all about technology and deliver, pressing a button and everything is solved. Um, actually, that's probably quite a long way off. I think where we're going, and this is being driven, if you like, logically through, um, through our clients. They're saying, well, actually, this is great, this is great, we would need this. And this is kind of key in, in dialogue with your clients. What else would you need? what would improve, you know, and, and it's it's looking at, you know, the reporting, the ease of reporting, how does that look? Wow, yeah, wouldn't it be great to have that overlaid by, if you like, what's, uh, who's coming into the office from, from, you know, the turnstiles, you know, they've got data coming in there, we've got data 
So it's actually looking at, well, how, how might this data overlay with that data um, to give you the kind of like bingo, wow, you know, uh, this, is, this is incredible. Um, it was actually in a recent seminar, it was, uh, it was a client that, you know, and this is where they, their memory plays tricks on you because um, there was somebody had said about, oh yeah, wouldn't it be great to go back to the pre-COVID days when everyone was in? And um, that in itself was like, actually, hold on there, hold on, because you're assuming that we had like 100% occupancy, nine to five, Monday to Friday, pre-COVID, and then post-COVID, it all went a bit, you know, um, haywire. Well, actually, that was happening anyway. So you weren't, you know, you weren't, the data actually says, no, 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 we didn't have that. You know, this was the occupancy levels uh, pre-COVID and that's changed slightly. But now we're looking at the days of the week, um, you know, Mondays, Fridays, perhaps not as well used as midweek. Um, but it's, it's having that information presented in a way that's, that makes sense for the user and also their own internal clients, the C-suite you're looking at. Actually, here, you know, so we're looking at you know, Power BI and reporting um, and the elements that make it really easy. So it's, it's taking data from one source and another, overlaying and, you know, uh, coming up with the clarity that's really needed. This is what your business is doing at the moment. David? On that note, uh, I'll thank you very much for your time today. That was an excellent piece. I'm sure it's going to be a favourite amongst their viewers and listeners. Thank you very much for coming. It's been a pleasure. See you on the next episode. Bye.